I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. Uh, normally you're doing that as a robot voice, but it's also a very sad day for us, uh, for most of America, I would say. It's a it's a sad day. Um, we're recording ahead of time, but uh, today, I mean, we knew it was coming for was over coming. a month, but uh, today the, the Supreme Court struck down uh, Roe v. Wade um, uh, against the wishes of considerably more than half of the population, but this is the minority rule America we live in, where five of the four, five of the nine... Supreme Court justices were appointed by presidents who did not win the popular vote. Um, It's fascism, and it's a sad, sad, shameful day in our nation's history. One of many over the last half decade or more. But somehow this feels... I don't know. I can't compare it. It feels awful. And, you know, there is only so much we can do in California. We're going to donate. We're going to... Yes. So... Yeah, we're donating to donate to your local abortion fund. But there's also I wanted to say there's the the National Network of Abortion Funds yes. where you can donate one lump sum to them and they spread and they it all over the yeah. all over like it's a 48 different charities where in it different belongs. states. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we would recommend that um, we're both drinking. Normally we don't drink in podcasts, but today has been one of those days. So we're drinking, we're donating. Yeah. I advise our listeners to do the same. Yeah. I, I can't assume that our listeners are like-minded, but I have to because I feel that, I, I don't know. It's just... I mean, this is the... Not to get into... Because you and I are both uh, very strongly pro-choice, but this is like part of the intransigence of this debate is that it's it seems so common sense to both sides right Right. like right that's why that's why it's so hard to and the argument of like if you are pro-life then why don't you take care of mothers and children and we know that the federal government does not take care of mothers and their children and all day it's just um trying to maintain composure but i've been having crying spells all day anger you know i'll have bouts of rage and anger and then i'll throw some money at something and then i'll cry (laughs) you know it's just one of those days so listeners we are with you and we feel it and i know this is just you know a silly podcast about you know sitcoms but um every this is a platform (laughs) you know yeah regardless and we're all going through this right now yeah like i said most most americans are with you and me right now uh, um you know yeah. and that that's that's the we don't live in an actual representative democracy we do it seems less and less so every day that um we've got um you know we're run by 30 percent of the country because you know population dispersal in the senate and gerrymandering and stuff has has made it so that we are at the whim of uh of yeah, I mean, you said fascists. Fascists, that often is how it I feels. Mean, it's yeah. just, there's not a lot to be proud of living in this country when, right. you know, gun rights are expanded on the same day that Roe v. Wade is uh, overturned. It's just yeah. so symbolic of where we're headed, and it just feels really bad. Yeah. But, you know, donate. And do what you can to take care of yourself. That's what we're doing. And part of what we do is 
trying to keep our minds off of things. We could do that yeah. with entertainment. TV we did that with a, a couple of really good episodes of TV today. Yes. So that's let's get into that. Sorry about that. I'm <laughs> um, profesh. You know, I got this new laptop. You can. It's an Apple. Uh, it's a MacBook. And like, this is gonna sound like I'm saying nice things about Apple. I don't mean it that way. But like, the setup is so intuitive. That before I even realized it, I had linked way more of my shit that I mm. wanted to the laptop. Yeah. So now if my laptop is open and I get a text message, yeah. the laptop does that. It dings yeah. and the text messages message pops up. So that was yeah, that was a text that should only go to my phone, but I accidentally connected it to my, my iMessage to my laptop. I didn't mean to do yeah. that. Um, so uh, hopefully that won't happen again. Um, well, uh, so this show, if you don't know, if you're new to the show, uh, what a weird intro if you're new to the show. Um, yeah, sorry about but, that. But uh, uh, this is a show where we watch an episode of Friends, episode of How I Met Your Mother every week, keeping pace with the two shows and, and, and comparing them. We're on season three, episode eight of both shows. Season three, episode eight of Friends is called, oh, I'm actually going to forget it this time. The one with the... Giant poking device. Giant poking device. I was like, enormous poking device? I knew it was... Yeah, the one with the giant poking device in season three episode eight of how i met your mother is called spoiler alert which i don't think is a great name actually having like just watched the episode it's not like really what it's not yeah yeah uh what it, it's about but um we're gonna put a pin in spoiler alert discussion for now and we're gonna start with season three episode eight of friends the one with the giant poking device so we start at monica and rachel's um rachel has made brownies which yeah. is interesting because normally Mona, Monica is the 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 one who's, you know, whipping up food. Yeah. Uh, but Rachel has made brownies. I wonder if she's just like motivated by being around Monica all the time. She's like, I can, I can well, do this. Well, it's a little, uh, speaking of spoiler alerts, she is known to be a very bad cook. So when, when Phoebe spits out the brownie, I was like <laughs> thinking like I knew where it was joke. going. Yeah. yeah. So Phoebe takes the first bite of a brownie and immediately spits it out. Uh, and, and uh, Chandler and Ross are like, oh, I guess we won't have any. But then it turns out Phoebe, no, she has a very bad toothache. Yeah. And then they, Ross and Chandler eat the brownies and they they're seem fine. to like them. So I guess they're good brownies. Yeah. Um, uh, but this is where I found out that Phoebe is afraid to go to the dentist because she believes that every time she goes to the dentist throughout her life, someone she knows dies. Um, so, so she's afraid to go to the, to the, the, the dentist. That's our, so that's our cold open, which introduces that storyline, which isn't even the main storyline of the episode. Yeah. Um, I'm suddenly like the sun's gone down and I'm suddenly getting all stuffed up. I'm just bad allergy day or something. It's very hot today, which sometimes it is very fucks hot. with my allergies. Yeah. Uh, so sorry. Um, so then we go into the credits. So I was thinking because we had the discussion last week with the title sequence in the fountain in like. I could only think of three bits of business, right? Uh, Chandler is like spitting the water like the fountain. Mm -hmm. Rachel is like brought bread, and she's but she's tossing it. Tossing but then it. she also like eats some. Yeah, and then Ross is like submerged and then pops his head. He's up. doing like a hippo, like a hippo. Okay, I was thinking like a submarine, but yeah, I think a hippo is a better. Yeah, or maybe like a, an alligator. Yeah, you know, I think a hippo. The way he's like looking side is it? That's a hippo. Move. Yeah, you're right. He's doing a hippo thing. Uh, that's the best. I don't know why I kept trying to like punch it up. You yeah. had it the right comparison right yeah. away. Hippo. You're a real so, Ted. We'll <laughs> get to that later. I am. A, I've worked on it. We'll yeah. talk about all this. We'll later. talk about that. Um, but um, 
and I re- so watching it this way, I realized the reason I can only think of those three bits of business is because Phoebe and Monica and Joey are just dancing. They don't do like a cute thing. Yeah. They're just like dancing. Yeah. Phoebe goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phoebe. Yeah. With her I'm arm. doing a little like twirl around. Yeah. She has the, I guess the, uh, but then Joey, I was also doing like a, is that the mashed potato? Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of doing the mashed potato a little bit. Yeah. So at least he's got something. But yeah, really, like, it's just what Jennifer wanna... Anderson and Matt Perry, Matthew Perry, Matthew Perry. and David Schwimmer. I, like, had to think about the character, the actors' names. What would I do? Yeah, if you were one of the friends, what would you do? Well, I think, I mean, uh, Chandler, Matthew Perry came up, like, he, he took the best bit, which is, like, spitting the water like the fountain. That's... But you'd have to drink the fountain water. I'm assuming that I'm on the shoot of a thing where they've intentionally made it clean water. But even still, just like the, do you want to be known as the dude who drinks fountain water? <laughs> let's let's rewind <laughs> your question. It, are you saying if I were on the cast of Friends, what would I do for the shoot of the opening title sequence, are you saying in real life, if me and my friends were playing around in a fountain, what would I do? Yes, that one. <laughs> okay. No, I definitely wouldn't spit water then yeah. in that case. Uh, in in that case, I would probably, because like fountains are shallow. Yeah. So I think I'd do like the little kid in the rain puddle thing of like stomping and making big splashes. Oh, that's fun. I think that's what I would do. That's fun. Yeah. I might mimic like doing a little like swim dance. Or like pretending to be a fish. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, or like a fishing pole. A oh, real, I would reel you in with a fishing pole. Yeah, yeah, we could have a bit of business together. I yeah. like that. Listeners, what would you do in the fountain for fun? <laughs> that's a good, that's an amazing bit of... Uh, call to action. Uh, yeah, call to action. Um, okay, so finally we get to the perk. No one no <laughs> one interacts with us. It's- that's the truth. We've got... We, I, 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 lately I forget to tell you... Oh. We've had two people so far who were very much on my side oh. against my middle school teacher who needed to chill and just let me get oh, ready for the bell. Okay. A little, so, some anti-teachers. Or just pro-students who, like, are overworked. I mean, yeah, it sucks to be a teacher, but I've never been a teacher. Right. So it also sucks to be a student, and I tend to sympathize more with that because I was a student, and I know it sucked. And I, like, I got in trouble, like, a while back on the on my other podcast, taught like, going off on how much I just like hated school as a kid yeah. because like for the same reason you said like teachers are really underappreciated underpaid underappreciated, underpaid, underappreciated and it's a crucial job yeah. but I still am hanging on to this bitterness from like sixth seventh grade on where I was just like I hate this I don't want to be here yeah I, I, like I can't wait to be done with it you know that's when I have friends that, like I you know maybe you went to grad school mm-hmm I have plenty of other friends who went to grad school, but there's a part of me that's like, wow, why would you do that to yourself? Like, I'm like, the end, when I graduated college, I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done I kind of, I found my, because I've gone. How did we get off on this again? I, I craved, uh, I wanted something to do, to like feel a sense of achievement. I wanted someone to give me an assignment. And I feel <laughs> like I wasn't like self-motivated enough to work on projects on my own and like challenge myself oh. intellectually without like someone directing me and also of course like working with other students and the collaboration like i think i think that's great well i have no problem with giving myself assignments in real life i have 
That's true. I actually have a problem of giving myself too much to do and like. Maybe you should assign me like an essay (laughs) every (laughs) once in a while. (laughs) Sorry for that hacky cough. Um, Um, Okay, so. But then grade it in comparison to others. But you would always get an A plus. Oh. Yeah. Um, all right. So after the after the opening titles were at the 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 perk, and so we had that like sort of opening that had nothing to do with the clef- the cliffhanger. But at the perk, we pick up right after the cliffhanger. Like Monica and uh, Joey come like rush into the perk. They clearly just come from the mattress king. There's a funny bit of business where Joey's like, is Chandler here? And Ross does the thing of like looking for his keys, yeah. like patting him all his pockets and then saying no, which is funny. I might steal that. I might, I might do that. I think that's a funny, uh, funny joke. Okay. Uh, I'm um, not around for that. What's that? Hope I'm not around for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it'll be. Yeah, that's what it'll be. Someone will say like, is Natalie around? And I'll look all over and I won't find you. Um, but uh, hold on. Can you vamp for a second? My phone is about to die. Oh, sure. Uh, barbecue and black pepper Toscano chopped salad Jicama wraps <laughs> Fabulous Fully cooked chicken sausages Spicy Jalapeno Sausages Sweet apple Chicken sausages Man, I am really dropping the ball on professionalism today I am a podcaster of a decade and a half Natalie and I've got all sorts of like noises going on and and i got to get up and plug in my phone this is just this is chaos today well, we're, we are recording on our non-standard day yeah we generally we generally i say generally record sunday afternoons lately things been very busy and we haven't been doing sunday afternoons we've been doing so it's that's the problem is we're so off our normal schedule if we get back to sunday afternoons i'll be good right as, as rain. gold yeah i said right as rain you said good as gold that's cute yeah um and we're um, drinking i don't know if that's that's a true yeah we are having some some wine um okay uh so you know monica and joey tell the gang what they saw about about janice kissing the mattress king um then back at monica and rachel's uh ben or sorry ross is like i have to go to work i need someone to watch ben and monica's like i'll do it because i guess monica has done it before and rachel rachel wants to do it and you can tell ross is hesitant about rachel's level of i don't know maturity responsibility which i don't think he's like wrong she's bad at every job (laughs) she has um this is a theme that we'll discuss later and she's also like she's still i mean it's been over two years but like she is still compared to the rest of the gang new to like fending for herself and being a responsible person yeah so she um, hasn't been around a lot of kids either yeah she's kind of a rookie um, and you know, when Ross left Ben with, uh, Joey and Chandler, they left him on a bus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, the one with the baby on the bus was the name of the episode, yep. I think. Yeah. Uh, so Rachel wants to, uh, Monica is like behind Rachel's back being like, I'll be here the whole time or whatever. And Ross is like, okay. Uh, but then it's Rachel who fucks up and is like tossing Ben in the air. Monica, and, Monica. I'm sorry. You're right. It's Monica who is tossing Ben in the air, like playing a little like kid game and <laughs> bumps his head against the ceiling. I guess they have those like beams. Like a wrap. Yeah. A beam. Um, in, in their, in their apartment. Um, uh, and so they're like scrambling to, there's a whole thing about them trying to like hide the bump on Ben's head. There's a very funny thing where, um, 
I can't. Monica says like, "Oh no, he has a bump in his head," and Rachel's like, "Push it in," push. or it's the other way around. It's the other way around. Yeah, Monica says, "Push it in." Monica screams, like, "Push it in," which was funny, but also kind of made me cringe. Like, "Oh, that would hurt so bad." Yeah, if you're a little baby. Um, I say baby, but how old is Ben? Uh, supposed to be like I would say two. He was born in season one. Yeah, so he is two or will be. He's two not soon. quite like he's talking a little bit, but he's not like forming full sentences. He should be a little more advanced than he is. <laughs> you know susan and carol are probably like you know montessori school type parents yeah. right yeah he'll learn at his own own, own pace yeah. Yeah. i don't know if i have anything against montessori schools i don't have an opinion of montessori schools yeah. it just seems like the kind of parents they are i just i'm just imagining the listener who I like sends their kids to montessori schools i don't mean that as an insult i no. literally don't know shit yeah. about that um so we're on the street or we're on what's clearly the back lot pretending to be a street. Um, they don't do a good job of faking streets on this show. No. Um, uh, we're on the street. Uh, uh, I can't remember what the occasion is, but Chandler is looking to buy Janice a it's present. It's her birthday coming up. Okay, and so Joey is... That's why he says, happy hubba bubba birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Joey is trying to think of... Or Joey's with him, and Chandler's trying to think of a gift, and Joey's like... Maybe don't get her, like, pearls, get her something. He doesn't want her to, like, make too much of an investment. Yeah, because in they're re- in front of a jewelry shop, and Chandler yeah. says, oh, like, uh, she Janice would love something like that. And yeah. Joey knowing about the yeah. indiscretion. But he, like, suggests some cheaper stuff, some flowers, and then he says, or gum. Girls love gum, which yeah. is, like, something I do. Well, look, we know, you and I know, your love language is... Uh, acts of service right so like i pick you up gum at the store all the time gift giving no because you would buy the gum i'm doing something so that you don't have to right yeah yeah acts of service is like taking out the trash like which i just did that today Um, giving my car up i don't know (laughs) washing my car but i know i'm never in your car i know maybe you should be but I do acts of service for you. Yes. And I, I think yes. of gum as one because gum is something that you would buy anyway. And I'm just like, hey, I'm in the store. I'm going to get that. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Um, and yours is um, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation because I'm a very insecure person. Yeah. I need to be reminded. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> kind of like, well, it's one thing <laughs> we've talked about that I have in common with your sister. Where like, if we're <laughs> having fun doing something, I will be like checking in like, this is fun, right? This is fun. We're having a good time. We're having yeah. fun. Yeah, because I need to hear it. I need to be like assured that like right. things are going okay. It's an insecurity it thing. Like kind of good for like grounding purposes, like to check in and say like, yeah, this is a fun time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, so then Joey finally like tells Chandler what he saw. Um. And they have this whole, like, scene on the street. Matthew Perry is, and it'll come out even more so later, like, he's uh, acting his ass off in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, He's doing great work as Chandler. He's but, taken his own course on how to act. <laughs> no, that's Joey. I'm, oh, that's I was Joey. talking Sorry. about Matthew Matt Perry. LeBlanc. Yeah. Um, Matt LeBlanc is always good. I mean, I guess they're all, they're all always really good yeah. uh, at this point um, in the show. But, like, the one thing that kept taking me out of the scene is this is, like, middle of the day new york city street and like there should be there should be car sounds mm. right mm-hmm. and and there's not like mm-hmm. what is this weirdly quiet like it's a bustling street where they're they have extras walking back and forth and they're just like where yeah where in new york in the middle of the day can you walk 
down the street by a jewelry store and just have no cars. Yeah. So anyway, that kind of took me out of the scene. Huh. But because, um, you know, like in on Seinfeld, they would at least like, I don't know if you heard cars and I have to watch it. You did. But you would always see cars and yeah. there'd be like a car running and idling with like smoke coming out of the exhaust. Yeah. Like that would be a common thing. Like yeah. they, not that, you know, not that the back lot is fully convincing on Seinfeld. It got better as the series went on because uh, CBS, the CBS studio lot, even though the show was on NBC, it's shot on CBS studios, um, uh, on Radford and Studio City, kept building them a bigger New York City set because Seinfeld was such a hit. And so it becomes more convincing as the show goes on. But, um, uh, uh, they still did a little bit more than Friends did here to to make it seem like a city street. Yeah, there could have been a better uh, Foley artist like yeah. there was in the How I Met Your Mother episode. <laughs> yeah. We, I, clearly, I feel like you and I clearly want to get to talking about this How I Met Your Mother yeah. episode because they keep teasing it. Um, so Phoebe gets back from the dentist and um, she... Uh, is like happy that Monica and Rachel are alive and that Ben's alive, but she needs to call everyone she knows. Mm-hmm. That's a, a term she used, which reminded me of uh, one of my favorite Buffy the Vampire Slayer lines from, I think, the second half of the pilot episode when, like, Buffy is at the, um, oh my God, what's it called? The, the bronze? The bronze. And she, like, almost stakes she thinks a vampire comes and she almost stakes someone and it turns out to be cordelia and then cordelia is like oh my god excuse me i have to go call everyone i've ever met <laughs> <laughs> chris mccarpenter rules i'm uh, almost ready for the, a rewatch no i'm always ready for a buffy rewatch i mean i guess I'm hesitant now because like joss whedon has like Ooh, like yeah. been um i don't know what to say like on the we one, no, no, we've learned yeah. more. But I also don't want to like. I don't want to use the term "me too" too broadly because I don't know, like, you know, Harvey Weinstein trying to like, you know, raping actresses and Joss Whedon like cheating on his wife and lying about it is not the same Being thing. Like a creep, yeah. But then also, like, did you read that Vulture? interview with joss whedon like a long time ago no the, i mean like six months ago or oh, so like no. the he clearly like he clearly wanted this to be his like redemption interview story and just like the writer just gave him enough rope to just hang himself and make yeah. himself seem so narcissistic it's it's shocking how narcissistic he comes across in that in that article so that like those things have made me hesitant to 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 want yeah. to revisit um but like Buffy's long been my favorite show of all time. Yeah, I think um, in recent years I've started to come around that Hannibal might be my favorite show of all time. I just recently finished a Hannibal rewatch, as you know. Um, so maybe I'll just like claim Hannibal now, just to like not deal with the, the joss of it all so much. Yeah. Uh, all right, but anyway, still Chris McCarpenter rules. Cord- Cordelia is one of the great characters. Yeah. And uh, I have to call everyone I've ever met is an awesome line. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's what Phoebe's doing. Yeah, that's what Phoebe's doing while um, uh, Ben says, Monica Bang? Is that what he says? Mm-hmm. And Monica's like, oh no, this kid's going to rat me out. Whereas like, I feel like it's a little bit contrived. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's silly. Like, it could mean anything. Like literally anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be. I thought the payoff because I know you have always teased. Oh, Monica and Chandler, Monica and Chandler, Monica and Chandler. I thought it was going to be like a Monica Bing thing. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I thought the joke was going to be that, like, Ben is, like, matchmaking or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that would have been better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then across the hall, um, Chandler, Janice comes over to, to Chandler, not knowing that he knows what he knows, and he confronts her. Um, it's like, Joey saw you kissing your ex-husband, and there's a funny part where she's like, oh, my God, in the park? And he's like, no. How many times, how many kisses were there? Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but sad. And it's a great scene, and Janice starts to hyperventilate and does that thing that people only in TV shows and movies do, where you breathe into a paper bag. My sister had a friend who came over once who, like, needed to use a paper bag to breathe. I remember. But what is the science behind it? Because it's not... When you breathe out, you're breathing out carbon dioxide. So, like, you're actually getting less... It seems unhealthy. (laughs) You're recycling air that is less oxygen every time. Yeah, I think it's more of like, like for kids, it's like training them to breathe correctly because you could actually see it expand and it's visual. It's a visual. It's, aid. Yeah, it's more okay. of like a signaling breathing. I see. I see. Okay. Um, because also, like, if you're having like a like a panic attack or anxiety, like you're not realize like recognizing how to breathe in the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I look. I'm almost 40 years old, when I have a panic attack, I know how to observe my breath without you, the use of a paper bag. But I guess yeah. I'm a little more mature than James. We have them all the time. We're used to it. We know what to do. <laughs> we handle it. Uh, um, so, uh, but there's a very cute, I mean, I uh, feel bad about how much I talk about Maggie Wheeler being cute on this show, but like, it's very cute how she's like using the paper bag, but answering yes or no questions and like shaking her head or nodding her head and every time the bag like, expands or contracts it's a cute little bit of business that's always also like very sad because she's admitting what she did and she knows she hurt chandler but she also loves chandler but she also still loves her ex-husband it's a very sad and complicated uh scene it's very well done um across the hall monica is now trying to bribe ben with ben and jerry's or uh ann and jerry's was it yeah oh so last week on how i met your mother full-on ben and jerry's they also had minute may <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're keeping um, track of the props, props to the props the, department. Props to the <laughs> yeah. Um. Then. Uh, uh, so that's what that's what's happening, and then Joey notices that I hate even saying this "quote unquote" ugly naked guy. I don't like it. It's mean. It's mean. Um, is like in the same spot. He's got a new hammock in his apartment. Lucky, more like lucky naked guy. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, he hasn't moved all day. So that Phoebe's like, oh no, this is, that's who I killed with my, uh, uh, dentist. Dental <laughs> visit. Yeah. Which, uh, I didn't say I, I've been to the dentist a bunch of times recently and I, twice recently and I have two more to go because I didn't go to the dentist at all during the pandemic. So yeah. it's my first time since like 2019 and it turns out I needed a deep cleaning and then I need a crown, which is multiple. Like, so anyway, I've been getting way too much of the dentist uh lately but last time i did the thing i don't know like i don't like the dentist i know you have to go and i'm like i said i'm almost 40 i'm an adult i go to the dentist um it's awful but i don't like it i don't like like and it's not the dentist or the hygienist is always like oh should we give you more like numb it more is it is and I'm like no it's not that it hurts it's just that i hate it you uh, know i hate the sound the, the sound the, the, feeling, pressure. the pressure yeah i hate it all but my the hygienist has always been like Next time you come, you should bring headphones. And I'm always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the last time I went to the deep cleaning, I brought headphones and I listened to music that I like, and it actually really helped. You should so, pull a Chandler and just stare down the hygienist blouse. I thought about that, and I was like, wait, hygienists are wearing like they don't wear low cut shit. They're wearing like yeah. like a jacket. Like they're in yeah. it's a medical facility. Yeah. <laughs> like so, I don't know what kind of dentist Chandler's, Chandler's going, going to. Because yeah. I that's a, that's the first thought I had. Um, uh, what was uh, that wouldn't be possible. Yeah. Um, you've tried, not for lack of trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, mostly my eyes are rolling up in the back of my head because I hate it uh, yeah. so much. I remember the dentist I went to was a kid. The hygienist was uh, a man, a young man, and he was very funny and very good with kids. And I like, in retrospect, really like, you know, hats off to that guy. He That's like cute. made going to the dentist Aww. not fun, but it was like made me feel okay about it. Did it's a good you guy. have uh, this like a spaceship dentist or dentist office that tried to be fun? I had a spaceship orthodontist. Okay. When I had bra- braces. I in was school. always jealous of the kids who went to the spaceship dentist. It was real big where I grew up. Yeah. And I went to the dentist, which arguably is better because it was had a giant fish aquarium. Ooh. So we can stare at yeah fish while we're yeah while we're there. Yeah. It's like that bar in Vegas, the Chart House. <laughs> Inside yeah. joke. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So they think the uh, ugly naked guy died. Chandler or Joey's gonna go. He. This is where the giant poking device comes in. Chandler's gonna or Joey's gonna go across the hall and get every uh, pair of chopsticks they've ever not used mm-hmm. from a Chinese food order. We don't do that. Well, first off, we almost never get Chinese food. We've talked about it before. We're like big Thai people. Yeah. You don't and get we, chopsticks with and Thai And we food. have tons of actual chopsticks. And we also have multiple multiple pairs of actual chopsticks that we use regularly here. Um, so we don't have a chopstick collection <laughs> in our kitchen. Yeah. But... Um, um, so Joey goes across to get all the chopsticks because he's going to fa- fashion a giant poking device, which I realized all this time I thought that Ugly Naked Guy was across the street I, as opposed to just across the alley. I think that's like the absurdity of it. Like they're, it's so long that it's like enough to go like across an alleyway. But you see the thing. It's not, yeah, an alleyway. You don't alleyway. see the yeah. end of it. You don't see the end. You just see like where they're holding it. Okay, if you say so. But I think it's just an alley. Okay. I don't think it's across a street, which is what I thought before. Yeah. That there was like a bustling like yeah, four-lane street. We didn't really understand the, the distance. Yeah. Um, okay, so they're going to poke him. But then Chandler and Joey have um, a really touching conversation yeah. about what Chandler is going to do. And, 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 and Matthew Perry is like playing darts and very angrily throwing darts. Yeah. Um, and Joey being like, I love when Joey's like, like genuine. And he has, we know that Joey's not that bright, yeah. but he has like emotional intelligence yeah. and he's a good person. Yeah. And so he sees what Chandler has to do, which is like, A, it's the right thing to do and B, you're going to lose. She has a child with this guy. You're not going to. You're yeah. not going to win, and if you are, like, and then, and you know, Chandler later says the thing, like, even if I did win, I'd be the bad guy. He didn't say it in those words, but it's right. occasionally the, right. or ex- except, essentially, the, uh, I couldn't think of the four-syllable word and I was trying to say. To add to uh, that, um, like, the fact that Joey is, yeah, like, you, you hit the nail on the head with, like, the emotional intelligence. So, 
even though he doesn't know what a homo sapien is, <laughs> he knows that if you have a child together, there's a there's like a greater investment in yeah. the relationship. Yeah. Like he has the wherewithal to say like they have a child together. Yeah. Like do you really want to be the other the other guy in that scenario? And then and then Chandler uh, really identifies that, and then yeah. we talk about his upbringing. Yeah, that's later. We get yeah. to that later. Um, first, uh, Ross finds out. Rachel basically squeals on Monica. <laughs> She's a real tattletale. She tells Ross yeah. that Monica bumped Ben's head, and then Ross uh, pretty hilariously <laughs> <laughs> decides to fuck with his sister by yeah. saying, like, ben, ben is, like, stupider now. <laughs> But he and like walking funny, yeah, which is mean, but also it pays off, funny. yeah, yeah. And he's like running around, like he's being very playful at that point, yeah. And then Ross hits his head because he, he runs into the the beam, which I I forget they have like an actual physical like beam in the middle of their apartment, yeah. Like, um, okay, uh, and then so continuing the like I don't know I I should look up the Emmy. Emmy history of friends, like who won what when. But um, Matthew Perry continuing his Emmy push in this episode has a great scene with Maggie Wheeler where Chandler's breaking up with Janice and he, and he says what you were saying about like growing up in a, you know, um, a divorce, uh, growing up with divorced parents mm-hmm. and, and how much he resented the the guy that his dad fell in love with, mm-hmm. um, which is like played, which as, a played as a joke. Played as a joke. They're like, I, you and I are old enough that we get that that was written as a joke. I imagine there'll be a time. It will pay off. No, I'm saying, I imagine there'll be a time in the future where someone will watch Friends and if it weren't for the laugh track, they wouldn't have even known that was meant to be a joke. Right. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I hope um, so. But, um, because I think about like, um, we talked with this like uh, uh, the how many other episode like last season or season one where Barney's talking about how he thinks twins are one person, you know? Yeah. And so he uses the singular they. Yeah. And it took me a second to like realize that was the joke because I'm we're so used I'm to accustomed saying, to the singular they. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that I, I hope I'm hoping people will maybe get to the point where like, you know. My dad fell in love with another guy. Isn't just a joke. Just right. Just saying that. Right. Isn't just it's a just joke. a fact. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, a a great scene, which ends with a payoff. It's funny that Ross was talking about Ben walking funny after he bumped his head. This scene ends with Janice walking funny because Chandler yes. tries to take, or he does take one of her shoes, and like you can't leave me if I still have your shoe, and she like has a heartfelt goodbye and then sort of like limps out of the store because she's wearing one one high heel. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Gunther uh, has a joke about Rachel having the same, which I don't buy that Rachel has the same shoe as Janice. They're very different styles, right? I could see Rachel having those shoes in burgundy. Okay, okay. Um, finally, they, so they finally, uh, the episode pays off where they, fashion the giant poking device they poke the naked guy he wakes up we see it we see it like we see, we his, see belly. his belly yeah. yeah um and uh so he's not dead they're all happy and then the tag at the end is um chandler is 
sadly listening to Lionel Richie because it's a call. But I didn't mention Janice in the breakup scene says that the love she has with Chandler makes her feel like she understands what Lionel Richie is singing about, which is, which is very nice. Uh, and it's a nice scene of Phoebe being there, like being supportive and she singing, bring, she singing him a pizza. Yeah. She brings a pizza, pizza and sings Lionel Richie with him. And uh, yeah, in this episode we get both Joey and Phoebe being like friends. friends. Yeah. Like this isn't not just people to hang out with, like friends to to Jim. And it's a very nice, it's a very nice episode. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other stray observations before we move on to funniest moments? Nope. Okay, I only have one because this was a good episode, but it wasn't a particularly funny episode. But the one <laughs> that made me laugh. Even though it's so dumb, uh, when they've got the giant poking oh, device, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Joey says, "Be careful! Something this big and long can be difficult to, man- to maneuver." Luckily, I have experience in that area. Yeah, I, that was one of mine as well. Um, we already talked about. Um, he has a bump on his head. Push it in! Push it in! <laughs> Do you have any more? No, I have um, another one. Um, when Joey is saying that he doesn't want to tell Chandler about Janice, he says it'll kill him. It'll just kill him. And then Phoebe says, well, you could just wait till I go to the dentist because <laughs> she's so sure yeah. that someone will die. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on to friends, but make it fashion. Oh, There's yes. a lot of good stuff in here. Oh, yes. I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with my favorite. Gunther's dog tie. <laughs> That's the first one. Not my favorite. Oh. My favorite is the first outfit we see Janice in animal print, everything. Oh, she's like animal print jumpsuit. And then she's got a very long red coat that has an animal print lining. It's all leopard. It's all leopard. And she has a leopard bag at the same time. She looks gorgeous and amazing. She has four different, um, prints in one. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she looks fantastic. What, uh, uh, you already said Gunther's dog tie. So I'm going to go again right now. I'm going to steal one from you. Um, when Phoebe goes off to go to the dentist, she's wearing a green like corduroy green coat? corduroy coat. We're on the same page yes. today. Yes. Yeah, that's green corduroy the, coat that's is the fantastic. Correct answer. Uh, what else do you have? Um, just notable the the joke is that they dress Ben up in like a rainy day bear outfit. <laughs> yeah, we forgot that they decapitate the bear by accident. They decapitate the bear and like they just want to take the hat off, but they put the whole outfit on, so it it's like less obvious. Yeah. Um, and then Ross says, like, what are you going to take him whaling? That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That outfit was cute. But like, even before Ben was in the whaling outfit, he was wearing like a little belt. Like babies don't need belts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just wear elastic or what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got a couple more here. Do you have any more? Uh, no. Okay. In the street scene with no cars, this is still very... A 90, very much a 90s show, um, Chandler is wearing an enormous overcoat. Like, he's swimming in this thing. Right? Yeah. Do you remember? Like, it's like bunched up around his wrists. Um, uh, but it also made me think, because I know that Matthew Perry had some drug issues, and, like, I know over, I, I know just through cultural osmosis or whatever that he goes up and down in weight yeah. over the course of the show because of his dependency issues and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I don't know if we're getting the beginning of like too thin Matthew Perry here, but uh, he was definitely swimming in that coat. And the last one I'll mention, Rachel's um, long sleeve t-shirt that she's babysitting in 
has a logo on it that's like a cross in a circle. Yeah. But in a lot of angles, when she's like leaning over, it looks exactly like the X Men logo. Like, because it, it, it looks like an X yeah. in a circle. And right, I kept, I kept thinking it looked like she was wearing some sort of X Men shirt. Huh. Um, you didn't uh, yeah. obviously don't care about no, the X Men. I don't care about that. Yeah, uh, she wanted running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing. Yes, um, there's yeah. a lot of them. Um, yeah, there were a lot. So obviously, fat phobia. Um, there was homophobia. There was some homophobia. There was, um, let's see, um, Monica having an empty life. <laughs> Ross just assumes that she could babysit because she has an empty life. Um, she yeah. agrees that she has an empty life. Yeah. Um, Rachel being bad at her job or bad at any job that she's in. Yeah. Um, also like the weird, you, you've talked before about like, uh, how Ross and Monica have like weird sibling boundaries. So the fact that Monica brings up like the sex sex noises that he makes, I knew that that would bother you. Yeah. Um, and then of course we can't talk about friends without comparing it in some way to Seinfeld. Yeah. And I can't watch this episode without thinking about the series finale of Seinfeld where they all callously ignore a man in a large body. Right. At the, you know, and that's what they're They're being mean to a man in a large body at yeah. the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, I believe just, and Seinfeld was uh, played by John Panette, I think was the actor. Yeah. yeah. So the callous indifference and the whole like bystander yeah. court hearing. But here, I mean, they were helping. But then after they knew he was alive, they, they continued to him. poke him yeah. and laugh about it. Yeah, that's jerks. callous indifference. Yeah, at its best. Um, and also, we get more uh, Gunther's in love with Angel. With Angel, <laughs> sorry, I still got Joss Whedon in the brain. I think. Yeah, uh, Gunther's in love with Rachel. Yeah, because um, he like Ross asks for another napkin, and Gunther's like, "Don't you already have everything?" It's yeah. pretty funny. Um, anything else, or should we move on to how I met your mother? Let's move on. Or we have to take a. Let's break. take a quick break first. Okay. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, we are back. Um, in this, now we're getting to the point where all our episodes are going to keep getting longer and longer, which is a sign of like podcasters getting like very comfortable. Is that true? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, me and Tyler with Battleship Pretension, our early episodes were like forty minutes, and now they're like an hour and forty. Yeah, minutes. we're just having a fun conversation. Yeah, on a Friday night. Exactly. Um, um, so okay. let's talk about how I met your mother, season three, episode eight. Spoiler alert. Natalie, take it away. Okay, so we start with um, Ted talking about um, the early bloom of a romance. So like the early stages, the honeymoon stage of a relationship. And he is dating a woman named Kathy, who he's um, doing all kinds of fun things. They're, they're jogging, they're going flower shopping. He's crazy about Kathy. Um and he just thinks she's great. Meanwhile, Marshall is um, 
waiting the waiting the results of the bar exam. So he and we get a flashback to Marshall actually taking the bar exam, and you'll know this that the actor who was yeah. in Eastbound and Down, Steve Little. Steve Little. Yeah. Okay. He's he played the one. Steve on Eastman and Down. So he, they were demonstrating how like stressful the bar exam is, and one dude one guy throws up, barfed, but, and then uh, another guy. Yeah. Yeah. So Stevie runs out of the room in panic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So he takes the bar and he's waiting to get the results. He has to get it online. I um, once saw him, by the way, Steve Little at um, Macho's Tacos. You know, in uh, oh. what is? I guess that's like. Los Feliz, you know, the uh, taco place yeah. uh, that's connected to the car wash at, like, uh, um, Hollywood in, in Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I saw him once there. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so then... Glamorous Hollywood. <laughs> glamorous. We're at McLaren's and Barney... Is, oh, so... I guess this is like a joke. So Barney is obsessed with this um, online video about a dog pooping on a baby's head. Is that it? He doesn't say head. He just says on a baby. On a baby. Um, Sounds gross. I don't want to watch that. But then he like says that I can, um, I I have a friend who's like a hacker who can like figure out the. um, Oh, right. Because Marshall lost his password. Marshall lost his password. And we learned that in a funny way. He's like looking for the password. Um, he thinks he found it on a post-it, but it was um, a list of candies. And it's it was a grocery, his grocery list. list. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, Nutters, uh, jelly beans. Jelly beans. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, Barney talks about his hacker friend. Marshall is definitely interested. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the gang doesn't like Kathy. Ted doesn't understand why. It's a mystery to him. They think that she's a horrible person. We get like little flashbacks to like Ted excusing himself to go to the bathroom and then her saying these like horrendous things like yeah. killing dogs in a vet clinic that she works in. Yeah. Um, what other horrible things? Well, there's also transphobia, which like right. it's so weird to right. think. Right, 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 right. It's so lazy where it's like maybe the thing she revealed is that she is is trans. Of course, they don't use that term right but like that wouldn't have been like yeah that wouldn't have been the term but it's just like it seems like so lazy and it's so often that they go to there because there was also like an episode in when when ted in in season one maybe in like the first episode actually where they're like you don't love this woman yet like you don't know anything about her what if it turns out and there's a scene of robin saying like i used to be a dude or whatever like it's such a lazy go-to so in these little scenarios like someone being trans is as bad as someone murdering puppies yeah you know in this like what's the worst thing that someone could say i had a penis like yeah oh my god god you know like god forbid it's yeah of its time i guess um but the truth is kathy talks too much which i kind of hate this premise of like oh she's always blabbing you know well because there's that um and here i am interrupting you like proving the study (laughs) but there's that very famous study that like in a conversation men will perceive women as dominating conversations when they haven't like men will talk more than fifty percent of the time, yes. but still often perceive the woman as having dominated the conversation. Absolutely. That's a that's a that's Toxic a proven thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've just seen an example of it in action. Yeah, God, no. <laughs> let me get a word in. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, she's a she's a real blabbermouth, and we have a scene of them like running in a park, and Ted just like runs away from Kathy, um, and then he runs home to the apartment, and he's mad at Marshall for telling him like I was so into her, yeah. and now you've ruined it for me. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the best part of the episode. This whole like first half is kind of boring, but the second half is like the real meat of it. And that's when we talk about what's annoying about every single one of them. Um, and the what funniest- the premise specifically is that like everyone has an annoying thing that like other people are unaware of if they're like friends enough. So like, right. like Lily points out something about Ted to Robin that Robin has never noticed, but then once she knows about it, She's she like, can't stop noticing yeah. it. Yeah. So, so yeah, this introduces like, okay, now that Ted knows that Kathy talks too much, now that that's all he could think about, he brings up Lily chewing loudly and Marshall was shocked by it. And that's why he called her Chewbacca. Marshall thought he called her Chewbacca for other reasons, like having <laughs> a shiny, loyal. loyal, having a shiny belt, <laughs> um, which she does have shiny belts. Yeah. Um, um, and then probably the, like the funniest parts of these episodes is like her chewing loudly on things and the Foley artist doing a really good job, yeah. hilarious job of like, she's biting down on like cereal yeah. nuts. And then the funniest one is cotton candy, which is completely silent <laughs> yeah, of a treat to eat. And yeah. it's like, <sighs> yeah. like the loudest chomping. Yeah. Oh, ever. I love the. Uh, creative descriptions of oh, okay. it. Like you sound, so, yeah. sounds like... So yeah, that was the funniest part too. So oh, okay. um, cufflings going up a vacuum <laughs> yeah. was one. Um, there's also like... Drywall screws in a in a garbage disposal. Yeah. There's like, what's that cereal made of? Twigs and small animal Twigs bones. Twigs and small animal bones. <laughs> um, she's also like eating a comically large carrot <laughs> in one scene. So that's um, her cross to bear um and then ted's is also really funny which uh, hits a little too close to home because ten ted corrects ted's a mansplainer ted's a mansplainer and he's the well technically actually yeah yeah he's a real adam ruins everything yeah um <laughs> and one that we talk about often is the overuse of literally yeah which turns out to be robin's thing that she says literally like in almost every sentence right which I just told you a really funny one. I was watching The Real Housewives um, of Dubai. It's a new, new one. Yeah. yeah, it's a new one. And one woman was talking about her fiance and how, like, her family, like, he's trying really hard to impress her family. Mm-hmm. And she says, he's literally jumping through hoops <laughs> to be part of the family. <laughs> Like just like a game show, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't even know it's a joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a funny image. Yes, but anyway. there's yeah the the because every time someone like it's revealed, we get like a little montage of flashbacks to the person yes. doing the thing. So yeah. like there's so all she, these like Ted correcting. So Robin says like, "Give me a Kleenex," and he's like, "Well, actually, it's a facial tissue, and the Kleenex is a brand." Yeah. Um, what else does he correct? Um. Uh, Water's a drink. I can't remember what else he 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 says. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. every time she says, uh, oh, literally, well, there's the other, he's the like, other famous one 
they're watching Frankenstein and she refers oh, to the monster actually, as Frankenstein. And he says, he, it's not only that he corrects her, he does it in a dickish way where he's like, well, Dr. Frankenstein isn't in this scene. That's yeah. Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a real dick. So he's always like, I think you actually mean figurative, figuratively. And at yeah. one point she's like, I literally want to rip your head off. And he's like, I think you mean figuratively. And she's like, no, I <laughs> yeah. literally want to rip your head yeah. off. Um, she says... Um, literally on cloud nine, which is funny. <laughs> I guess we'll get to that later. Um, what, uh, okay. So what Ted does or what Barney does is, um, uses catchphrases. And talks in a high voice. Talks in a high and voice. And zones out when they're talking to zones him. He out. does like all of them. We one. see all of them come into play. Yeah. Oh, and they, cause then he says like, awesome. And they're like, that's all three. And then Ted's like, oh, awesome isn't a catchphrase. It's more of a catch word. Yeah. Um, what Marshall does is also very funny, but he sings everything that he's doing. I'm paying my bills today. I'm doing yeah. some laundry. And he has a little ditty for everything. Yeah. And then he like sings about going to do the laundry and like bringing some quarters. And then he comes back and oh, it's like, but trash. actually not yet. Cause forgot I forgot. <laughs> and I feel like that's very much us. Cause we do that. Yeah. Also. We make up little songs. We we're make... very, we're an adorably cute couple. Yeah. We sing songs <laughs> about our pets, yeah. about our errands we run. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we learn a little bit about everyone's annoying habits. Yeah. Um, what, what else am I missing? I, you've got everything that I was going to talk about. All right. What is... What's the... Um, is there, oh, The resolution is that uh, um, the the songs get stuck in people's heads. Oh, right, right. And the then they start singing yeah. one that Marshall sang, and it turns out it's that was his, his password. password. And he's like, I got a password. And then it turns out he's a lawyer. And well, then you it, just finished the part that I'm supposed to do. You asked me if right. we're, is there anything else before we move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were done, and we I was just going to wrap a it up. Lawyer, everyone's really happy for him. And then we get a scene at McLaren's at the end where everyone does their thing, their annoying thing that they do. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic wrap-up to the episode. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. What's next? Um, what's, what is your funniest moment? Uh, I mean, I, it's... I, it's just all of the examples of... I laughed yes. so hard yeah, at too. all of them. Me too. But also, um, yeah, so we listed all the, like, things that Lily's Chewing is described as. We talked about Ted's mansplaining and Marshall's little songs that he sings. So outside of that, and we also talked about the grocery list. <laughs> when, yes, when, yes. Um, uh, he's reading the grocery <laughs> list, he's, or he's reading what he thinks is the password, and he's like, this is a grocery list. And Robin says, for who? <laughs> a witch building a house in the forest? Yeah, I, that was my number one as well. And then there, well, can I, then I, the follow-up, do you have the other one? That what Barney says? Uh-uh. Is like, it sounds like a list, like a shopping list for a 10-year-old who's home alone for the weekend. And Lily's like, uh, who leaves a 10-year-old home alone for the weekend? And Barney's like, like your mom was perfect. Which is like funny, but also like a little bit more of Barney's sad backstory. Yeah, I had, like, that brought up two funny things, funny, not funny things in my life. One being, like, during COVID, we took care of my parents to keep them at home, and we would go, we would do their grocery shopping. (laughs) And often their grocery shopping was, like, frozen pizza, Reese's Buttercup, Ben and Jerry's. Like, it was, like, it sounded like, it sounded like a child's, like, wish list. 
or like a, a like boys we, like we were, soccer team slumber party. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Something like a slumber party. Yeah. And I even made fun of them for it. Yeah. And then another sad story about that is, as a social worker, I had an emergency response case in which an 11 year old was like left home for an entire weekend. Mm. And truth be told, there there are no laws Not that establish how old you have to be. Yeah. It's a case by case basis. This was, you know, this is one of those situations. So like when that line was read, I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel bad for young Barney? Uh, being left home alone. I mean, his, his mom was not a great mom as we've learned. I'm sure he was mature enough to take care of himself. Bar- Barney's not mature enough to take care of himself yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, moving on. Oh yes. So no, I have another oh, good, funny one. Okay. Um, when Robin's, this is kind of like a dumb, like dad joke, but, um, about Kathy, um, she said, yeah, she's a keeper. Just keep her somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Yeah. I like that. Um, we already said, uh, cufflinks going up a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Um, paying my bills, the paying my bills song. Well, the paying my bills. Yeah. It was more of like a, I'm paying my bills. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was like more of like low, low tones. Yeah. <laughs> and then he talks about like feeling guilty about not giving, he sings about like feeling guilty about yeah. not giving a charity and writing yeah. a check to the Salvation Army. It's a so whole thing. out of all of these, so I'm right in my love and admiration for Marshall because like his, you know, Piccadillo is fun and it's amusing. Fun. The least yeah. annoying. Yeah. It's the least annoying. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, fashion. What do you got? Nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. Um, I like Ted's leisure wear or his pajamas. Ugh, I don't. You don't like his, like, he's got, like, he's wearing, like, he's drinking a beer. This is after he's, like, the... Scales have fallen from his eyes, as it were, and he can he understands that Kathy talks too much, and he's sitting around. He's mad at Marshall for telling him, and he's wearing like track pants and like a long sleeve V neck tee. It looks like it looked very relaxing, but also still like flattering in a hmm. way. I wrote something. Oh, can you read what that says? I wrote something for fashion, and I can't decipher what it is. No, this yeah. is. Her literate humor. Heliotrope? Wait, he's literally... literally... I don't know. Maybe that wasn't a fashion thing. Maybe that was a literally literally thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So let's go on to themes. Let's talk about some themes. Running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, so, of course, there's some transphobia, which we already talked about. Yeah. Um. There was a fat joke in there, and I don't remember what it was, do I. but I'm sure it was there. Um, the uh, Robin is Canadian. Mm. We got that. Um, but go ahead. Oh, we got a lawsuit up. Lawsuit up. That was yeah, a good one. That yeah, that's on mine. So when Marshall is a lawyer now, he passed the bar. Um, that was Barney's yeah. encouragement. A um, couple more. Um, there's a part where Robin <laughs> makes a very mean joke about Kathy, where she's like, um, she was like, I was worried she was like, I was worried she was going to choke on her food because she like never stopped talking. And she was like, at first, at least, like she wanted her she to wanted choke. wanted her to choke and die. And there's a part like after she makes that joke, I don't know if you saw like Barney and Robin 
like Barney like gives her like good one. They share like a little joke. Oh, so like okay. furthering that Barney Robin connection. Oh yeah, there was um, another one where he's like a little bit cre- like he wants her to like pour water <laughs> on herself. Yeah, like he's pervy towards Robin. Yeah, yeah. Um, we um, oh, okay. So I had, there's I had also one more, go, a spoon song. Underdog, oh, the underdog. I didn't even catch it. I tried yeah. to catch those. Good, um, good one, good call. And then we totally failed to mention the like very final scene was three oh, years was later, um, where uh, Ted runs into Kathy on the street with a new bow, and he's um, hearing impaired. Or he's deaf. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and so he's speaking with it because we already learned that. That's what I was going to say. We call back to how I met everyone else. Yeah. Ted is fluent in ASL. ASL. Yeah. And so he's saying to like the dude, like, oh, she talks so much. And it, like the joke is like he doesn't care because he can't hear her. But the joke, I love the joke because we, we haven't, we didn't mention this. Every time someone like realizes the thing about someone else, we hear the sound of like glass shattering. Yeah. And at the end, <laughs> instead of hearing the sound, there's a subtitle or like a closed caption that says glass shattering. I thought that was a good joke. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, Should we move on to similarities and differences? Yeah. Okay. This is a, this is a stretch, but it really do anything. Do you remember in the season two finale of How I Met Your Mother, um, Marshall shaves the stripe down the middle of his head, and they're coming up with all these other like these like potential solutions before eventually Lily or Robin is just like puts a hat on him. Oh. So it was kind of like with put Ben, in, like they, the but they they also like came up with a couple of ideas first and then they were like, how about a hat? (laughs) Or we could just put a hat on him. So that same thing of like being late to arrive at just putting a hat on as a solution happens on both shows. Not in this episode, but both shows. That's really good. That's really good. I don't have any. Um, I usually try, like, I I, think of Oh, we talked about the Foley artist overworking and How I Met Your Mother and underworking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah, I don't know. There's like... Breakups. There's. I mean, I guess it's interesting that the way that the rest of the gang feels about Kathy is similar to the way the rest oh. of the gang felt about Janice. And Before Janice, kind she of, became part of the gang. She, she, you know, well, as we learned, it only takes one day to love Janice. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Joey, Joey, yeah. and Janice's day of fun. Yeah. That's how long it takes to love me. Yeah. So you know, who knows? Maybe a little longer than a day. Maybe everyone would have come around on Kathy. Yeah, she would have. She, she might have had a chance to be the Janice of, of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, no one can hold a candle to Janice. Yeah. Uh, all right, it's time to play favorites. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. How, How I, I Met, Met Your, your Mother. mother. Wow! Yeah. It was just too funny. It was too funny. Yeah, I haven't. But it's been a while since I've liked How I Met Your Mother over Friends. I mean, same. You and I have been on the same page yeah. with like Friends was yeah. has been really killing it this season, and this was not a bad episode, but it was of uh, Friends at all. It was actually a very good episode, but it was not a particularly funny episode. Um, not that it was unfunny; it just wasn't a joke-heavy episode of yeah. Friends. Yeah. Whereas, as you mentioned in particular, that second half of that How I Met Your Mother episode is just laugh on laugh on laugh. Oh, like yeah. it's it's so. It's almost overwhelming how like how as, funny it is. As soon as Lily chomps on that comical carrot, yeah, it's all uphill. Yeah, it's all uphill. All right. Well, uh, 
let's play, or let's play, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. This is a segment called, How Were We Doing? Which you still haven't gotten to, by the way. Still have not hear, heard Joey say, How Are We Doing? Right. But this is the segment where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So season three, episode eight of Friends, the one with the giant poking device, aired on Thursday, November, Thursday, November, excuse me. Thursday, November 14th, 1996. Uh, as far as what happened in the world, um, I don't know. Uh, Texas Ranger Juan Gonzalez won the American League MVP. Good for him. Good for Juan Gonzalez. Um, uh, American Roman Catholic Cardinal Joseph Bernardin died. Yeah, but uh, he was um, by Catholic standards. Um something of a progressive you know he like uh was for you know catholics tend to be very like anti-contraception and he was for like teaching the use of condoms which is like low bar but that was like that's what it takes to be considered a progressive uh member of the catholic church um so he passed away on on the on that day uh but let's let's talk about the top five songs in the u.s that's what we're really here for right yeah um, so no change from last week in terms of the songs. The order's a little different. Dropping to number five, will this be the last time that we talk about Donna Lewis's I Love You Always Forever? It's had a good run, but now it's under number five. Could be on its way out. Uh, at number four, uh, Los Del Rio's Macarena Bayside Boys Mix. At number three, Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. Uh, at number two, Celine Dion's It's All Coming Back to Me Now. Uh, and in Holding Strong at number one, No Diggity by Blackstreet. Great song. Great song. Um, season three, episode eight of How I Met Your Mother, spoiler alert, which we didn't talk about. Like, it's not really a spoiler alert. No. Like, that's not the right... No. It seems like an old person not knowing the term. Yeah. Um, what they're talking about is, like, yeah, I said scales falling from falling from your eyes. It's like coming to realization. It's not the same as a spoiler alert. Like it's not something. A spoiler alert is something you would have found out anyway that someone like tells you ahead of time. But that's right. not what this right. was. Yeah, this is removing the blinders, as it were. Well, I was thinking it in terms of Marshall's uh, like bar results. It doesn't work there either. Yeah, it doesn't work there yeah. either. Yeah. yeah. But that episode aired on Monday, November twelfth. 2007 um oh i guess i guess they spoiled ted's relationship by unearthing what they all knew kind of yeah i think that's probably what they were going for that you say it but i i don't love it um november 12th why is this this is stupid november 12th 2007 um sticking i guess with the uh with the Catholic Church, uh, Seferino Namuncura is the first indigenous Argentinian to be beatified by the Roman Catholic Church. 100,000 people attend the ceremony in Chimpe. Oh. So, you, not Catholic, have no idea what that means, to be beatified. No, <laughs> but don't. it's you have to be, to, to be made a saint is called being canonized, but you have to be beatified in order to, in be, order to be canonized. Okay. So it's like, I don't know if Seferino Namuncura... Namunkura, based on the accent, um, has since been canonized, but that's the step. You have to also be dead. 
the person already died. Oh, okay. You have to be dead before this is going to happen. You'd be beatified and then, and then, and then canonized. Okay. Um, but the top five songs in the U.S. on this day. Again, no change in the songs. Almost no change in the order. And number five, Colby Kelly's Bubbly. Yeah, I might have sent a premature goodbye to Donna Lewis because Colby Kelly has been at number five for like four weeks. <laughs> um, Going strong. Yeah, she might just be hanging in there. Uh, number four, Soldier Boy Tellum's Crank That Soldier Boy. And number three, Alicia Keys, No One. No. <laughs> no. Uh, number two, Timberland's Apologize. And at number one, Chris Brown's Kiss Kiss. Um, maybe next week we'll have some good stuff. Uh, wait, I dropped my phone, but we have another segment. Yeah. Final segment is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on the show on the two shows, um, given only the, the titles to go on. Um, we were both wrong. Yes. <laughs> uh, I predicted that the one with the giant poking device would be Phoebe's got a bum wheel and gets a grabber thingy, which the other members of the gang use for purposes not intended by the manufacturer. Uh, that's that not was a, a good guess, all though. what happened. Phoebe did have a medical issue. So like I got almost, I got a little tiny bit part of the way there. Uh, you said we'll get some more juicy details about the future mother of Ted's offspring. That didn't happen. No, we didn't get any. Not at all. They didn't tease that at all. Um, so let's, uh, why don't you vamp again? Uh, Hickamister. What, what are they called? Um, <laughs> you said it in a funny way before. Hickama wraps. <laughs> Hickama wraps. Organic, vegan, nacho dip. Balsamic, rosemary, beefsteak tips. Oh, that sounds good, actually. Avocado. Wait, balsamic rosemary beefsteak tips? Yeah. Because, well, uh, uh, peek behind the curtains, you and I are, like, hosting a little, like, housewarming barbecue. I might, like... Do you want to get those? I might pick up those balsamic rosemary beefsteak tips. That sounds like that'd be a good thing to, to like, put on a skewer. Want a hot tip? Or rather, hot tips? Here's what you do. Go to your neighborhood Trader Joe's and pick up a package of balsamic rosemary beefsteak tips. Heat your grill to medium-high, then open the package and empty the chunks of choice beef cut from the upper two-thirds portion of the bottom sirloin <laughs> onto a large plate or tray and lightly spray the meat with avocado oil spray. Mm. Then simply grill the meat seven to eight minutes until it reaches an internal temperature of 145 degrees Fahrenheit. Pull it off the grill and let it reset for a few minutes before serving. The tasty result is tender, sweet, and savory. What else? We might have to get those. I, I could put them on, on skewers. Um, I could skewer them. All right. Um, Ooh, ten ninety nine a pound. Season 3, episode 9 of Friends is called The One with the Football. The One with what the is the, Football. What is the date of airing? Uh, well, we'll talk about that next week, okay. but it's November 21st, 1996. Oh. Okay, so you're saying it's a Thanksgiving episode. Uh, yeah. Okay. Was that just a spoiler alert? I don't know, because I'm, but I'm going to run with it, because you said, like, okay. I'm going to say, uh, okay, my guess for what happens is... The gang uh, get too invested in a game of, in I'm saying playing. They're playing. 
Okay. And playing a game of pigskin in the park. Tossed it around the old pigskin. <laughs> um, leaving Monica and her meticulously prepared Thanksgiving cornucopia. Uh, sadly forgotten. So that's my premise. Like, okay. That they're like, Monica's like, dinner will be ready at whatever time. And they're like, hey, let's go toss it on the pigskin in the park. And then they all get like two into the game. And like Monica's mad because like her, you know, fucking mashed potatoes get cold or whatever. Okay. That's my, that's my guess for what happens in the one with the football. But I'm, if I come anywhere near it, it's because you gave me a big Thanksgiving yeah, I spoiler did. I there. I did. You can give me a little spoiler for this one, If too. it's one, you know, sometimes there's episodes where I'm like, like, I didn't remember what spoiler alert was. Right. You know? Um, so it might be one where I'm like, I don't know. Like, I knew what Doa Satripla was, but I don't know. Okay. Oh, my gosh. We've got a double dose of Thanksgiving. Ooh. This episode is called Slapsgiving. Oh. <gasps> Okay, okay. I forget what slap we're on. Is it the second one? No, it's the third. Because the the first one Marshall used right away. The second one was when Barney put on an insufferable one-man show. Uh-huh. And Marshall walked up on stage and smacked him. Yeah. So we're on to the third slap Okay, now. so this is going to be the, the third slap. Um, okay, third slap, Thanksgiving... Yeah, it kind of writes itself, right? Kind of writes itself, but where are and they? You're already of... behind on one point, so you might as well like take the layup. <laughs> well, I, I don't know where they're gonna be. Okay. Um. So are they gonna have? Maybe they're gonna have um, like a like a friendsgiving together. They're not okay. gonna go. They're not gonna go to their homes. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what they did last year. Will we get to see Marshall and Lily's new place? Maybe Marshall and Lily host. Maybe they host, and uh, Marshall gets to host and slap. Okay. Okay, so... I'm excited. I love love Thanksgiving, and I love Thanksgiving episodes. I also love Halloween and Christmas episodes, and Hanukkah episodes. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we don't have, on Friends, we have at least two, probably three Jewish characters, right? Mm-hmm. Ross, Monica, and probably Rachel, we've said, is Rachel is probably Jewish. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly, like, her dad, Ron Liebman, is very yeah. much, yeah. Um, but I guess we don't have any Jewish characters on How Many Mother. That's surprising. <laughs> um, well, Alison Hannigan on to bring up Buffy again. Willow, Willow Rosenberg, she was yeah. Jewish. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So Marshmallow and Lilypad host Turkey Day mm-hmm. um, at their smelly new digs. Um, and Barney... Earns. Well, he's already earned it. I'm going to say Barney gets slap numero... Trace. Okay? Okay. Sound good? Yep. All right. So we'll find out how we did next week. Um, other than that, we did it. We, we, we wrapped it up. We talked about it all. Um, we made it through. 
<laughs> we got through it in one piece. Um, you can find th- you can find this podcast wherever you found this podcast, but uh, you can also find posts for each episode at battleshippretension.com that you can comment on. That's also where you can find all of my movie my movie podcasts that I do with Tyler Smith and all of my movie reviews and other movie stuff at, at battleshippretension.com. You can email us um, at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Davey Pretension. Um, real quick, uh, Natalie, will you remind the listeners where you want them to find you on the internet? It's not necessary, but, um, your call to action is to let us know what you would do comically in the fountain. Yes. <laughs> if you're one of the friends or hanging out. Now, with not, friends. okay. To be clear, not, not if you're a cast member and this is for a photo shoot, this is in your real life. If you're hanging out with your friends, in a Rachel, Monica, Phoebe, Ross, Chandler, and Joey in a around. fountain playing around yeah. in your Flesh like formal wound. wear, yeah. what would you do in yeah. real life in the real fountain? Yeah. So let us know. Um, if you like this episode, you should rate, review it, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Um, we need people to rate our episode and review it. it helps yeah, that more people really helps. Find us. Yeah. Uh, until next time, see you at the death dentist. <laughs>